0: time for the Retirement Roadmap podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Moseller. Another Retirement Roadmap coming at you. Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller. He is the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting and is a registered financial consultant with an office in Greensboro on Mears Chapel Road. We're online at Retirement.com, And that's where, in fact, you can schedule a free consultation with Glenn if you'd like. On the bottom of the page, just click the button that says just that. And you can set up that time to meet if you've got questions about your own financial plan. On today's podcast, we're talking about fuzzy math. Are you doing some fuzzy math when it comes to your own investment and retirement planning? Because quite frankly, a lot of investors and even some advisors fall victim to fuzzy math because some people think you know just a good guess is probably good enough to get them through these different retirement planning situations. But I'm going to ask Glenn to show us why that's not always the case. And also, where are some of the common pitfalls, common areas where people try to do a little bit of fuzzy math? This to me, Glenn, is when you, uh, you know, back in the school days in math class, you might arrive at the correct answer. You know, maybe it was in algebra or calculus for those of us who you know got to that level. And you'd know the right answer, but you know, it was one of those classes where you had to show your work and you know you couldn't properly show the work for how you got to that answer. And so the teacher once wrote on my paper, in the middle section, she was like, correct answer, but, and then she pointed back to the middle and she wrote out to the side, fuzzy math question mark to the side of the answer that seems like and so i got points taken off even though i got the right answer it's like what but i was i was doing some fuzzy math i was relying on the calculator to answer a couple of questions for me rather than showing some of the work by hand the consequences of that a couple of points off on a test the consequence of you know having fuzzy math with our financial plan could be much greater than that. One example here would be with mutual funds. If somebody comes to you and says, you know, the mutual funds that I'm currently invested in, they've averaged 7% annual growth for the past five years. And you know what, Glenn, I'm perfectly happy with that return throughout my retirement. Are they doing some fuzzy math with a statement like that?
1: Well, it could well be, Walter. You know, the thing you always have to ask the question is, what were the market conditions for those kind of returns to be uh, made? And are they likely to persist throughout the retirement? Are there going to be some cycles of ups and downs? And, you know, and history serves as a guide. I mean, we know that the past is not necessarily equal the future, but at the same time, we do know that there's ups and downs you know, throughout the economic cycles. And you're not going to necessarily have a consistent pathway year after year after year, you know, for 20, 25, maybe even 30 years. And so you have to start thinking about, well, you know, what is the likelihood of this you know happening again and again how much do i need to draw out of these accounts am i going to be subject to having to take money from these accounts if we're in a down cycle you know all those things start to play into whether or not you know you're going to have sustainable retirement and cash flow throughout retirement if you are just banking on so to speak things continuing year after year as they have over the last couple years
0: Yeah, that's a good, I think a good way to look at that situation. And a lot of people, it's, again, some of these statements I'm going to throw out, they're not necessarily wrong, but it's like that math example. You're doing the math a little bit differently to get to the answer. And in these situations, that can actually end up affecting the ultimate plan. We see this also with Social Security, right, Glenn? I mean, there'll be people who say, I think it's definitely best to wait until I'm 70 to start Social Security so I can get the biggest monthly amount possible. Again, that's a factual statement, but not necessarily the right way to do the math for your situation.
1: Well, that's right, Walter. And this funny thing is, when you start talking about Social Security, you'll have folks on the other side will say, Well, I'm going to take it as early as I can because, and they'll give you the reasons why is is that, well, it's going to take me so many years to catch up, or I'm not sure if it's going to be there, and, and all these other things. And so, again, you have to really start looking at, Well, what is your particular situation? You know, if you're going to wait until age 70, then what's going to be your source of income, you know, leading up to that? Are you going to continue to work? If so, is it going to be full-time or part-time? Do you have other resources that you're gonna draw from? Are you gonna start taking a pension or start taking money out of your 401k or your IRA? Or, you know, is your spouse gonna to continue to work and then you're gonna wait a few years and then turn on, you know, your Social Security as well as, as maybe, you know, start taking money out of your retirement accounts. There's a lot of variables there, and, and it depends upon what resources you have and what your expectations are for retirement and what your needs are and those kinds of things to know whether or not that's gonna be the exact right time time for you to take Social Security or maybe, you know, in some cases, it might make sense to take it a little bit, you know, earlier. And like I say, if you're a married couple, then it should be coordinated. Sometimes you end up having, you know, both people wait. And then sometimes you have one person take it early and the other person wait. It really just depends. And you, you want to just be careful of drawing those conclusions and just assuming that there's a one size fits all, because that's very rarely, if ever, true.
0: That's another good one to, I think, think about, to ponder on a little bit. Are you doing some funny math when it comes to your Social Security situation? Because sometimes the obvious answer is not necessarily the correct one for your situation. Something else you might hear, Glenn, is when somebody says, you know, I'm currently saving for retirement, but I don't really need to do that once I actually retire. I'm not going to need as much income in retirement as I do now, and they use that as the justification why they can kind of stop saving
1: right? And again, we have to bring that word out. It depends, right? It really does. It matters in that what is going to be your need for income? You know, maybe you're not going to need as much income. Maybe you're going to, you know, after you've retired, maybe within a year or two, maybe you have a scenario area where you're you know, your house gets paid off and then so you don't have that payment anymore or you're going to have a pension start or you know, maybe it's like, hey, I'm planning to tap into this retirement account at this point. But you really have to do an analysis of where you are and really also think about the fact that you are no longer going to be earning new dollars. And is there going to be a role that inflation plays? You know, inflation has been relatively tame in the last number of years. But as we look forward, it's looking like we're going to have more and more rising income interest rates and that will probably bring about more and more inflation. And so you have to really look at a variety of factors before you make the determination that you might not need as much as you need now, because oftentimes a lot of folks think that that's true, but it turns out not to be true because there are other things that pop up. Sometimes it's, you know, hey, you start living a little bit more, you know, lifestyle in retirement. You start spending a little bit more money, maybe taking a few more trips and, Suddenly you say, gosh, I'm spending more money than I thought I was. You know, is this sustainable? There's a lot of factors in there. There might be, you know, health concerns or long-term care concerns. And so when you start really thinking about, well, what are all the different scenarios that can happen? You want to make sure that you have significant resources to cover you and all of the different scenarios that might come along and, you know, give you the lifestyle and the protections that you want to have, you know, throughout your retirement life.
0: Yeah, it's a really good point there too, Glenn. So be careful if you are thinking you're going to be able to just turn off the savings engine when you retire. On the surface, that sounds logical. You save and save and save and save so that you can spend in retirement. But there's no reason you can't continue to save when you get to those years as well. And Glenn laid out some of those reasons why for you. One other example here, Glenn, would be when it comes to how much we can spend in retirement. And this is that old four percent rule now a lot of people will say i've heard that rule before yeah they say what take out four percent of your portfolio every year you won't run out of money so if i follow that rule i'm gonna be fine
1: well again walter that's another depends right it really does because one of the things we need to think about is that you know if you've heard of that four percent rule you need to realize that that was actually created back in the '90s when interest rates were significantly higher than where they are today. And so, when you start thinking about, you know, well, when they were talking about taking four percent out, you had higher interest rates, which meant it was a little easier to get a little bit, you know, more guaranteed return on on your investments and certain investment vehicles. The other thing that you got to think in terms of is that. You know, back in the 90s. I mean, that doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but depending upon when in the 90s, if it's the early 90s or the late 90s, you're at least you know 20 years ago, if not 30 years ago, and life expectancy was shorter back then than where you are today. So you have to think in terms of, you know, well, is it really sustainable to be able to pull out 4%? And when are you starting that 4%? Are you starting that 4% at age 60, or are you starting that 4% at age 70? That can also play a role. So you got to be careful with making these generalizations you have to really look at your particular situation and see, you know, well, does this truly make sense? And is this a good strategy, or is this just something that you kind of hear out there in the, you know, on TV and you know, in radio, or maybe you read it in a book? But there's not all the detail that needs to be there to help you know whether or not that that's going to be something that you can rely upon in your case.
0: All great examples here today, Glenn, and it's such an important topic because this is kind of falling under the umbrella of the things that we don't know we had wrong, right? I mean, this is, we think we have the right answers and we're actually off base. And that's the most dangerous than not having an answer at all.
1: Well, you're right, Walter. You know, I mean, it's what we would call a blind spot. Right. I mean, you don't know what you don't know. And so, you know, if you start making conclusions on incomplete information, that can lead to, you know, finding yourself in a place that you don't really want to be. And you've really got to explore and say, you know, hey, am I taking everything into account? And of course, you know, it's impossible to take every single last thing into account in every situation because there's always going to be some element of unknown, But if you really are doing proper planning and you're working with somebody who knows what they're doing, they're gonna be able to uncover a few more things than what you might just on your own, just simply because that's what they do, And, and that's their job. They do that all day, every day, and look at lots and lots of case studies, and can really help you through that, and then of course what we do in helping people, you know, make those determinations as to when they can do the things that they want to do, and does it make sense, or you know, should we tweak the plan, or adjust the plan, or customize the plan just a little bit more, so that we can have a little bit more certainty about being able to have a predictable outcome versus just by happen chance.
0: Yeah, another great point, Glenn. And if you want to talk to Glenn about planning, what it looks like to work with Glenn and the team at Roadmap Financial Consulting in Greensboro. You can do that a couple of different ways. One great way is to do it online. If you are digitally savvy, and like doing it that route, greensbororetirement.com. Right at the bottom of the page, you'll see free consultation. You can click on that button and schedule a time to meet with Glenn. You can do that from a mobile device as well greensbororetirement.com Or you can call 336-291-3535. Again, that number is 336-291-3535. Glenn, another one in the books. Thanks so much for your help today. And we'll look forward to another great show next week. We'll see you, Walter. Sounds good. That's Glenn Mosseller, Walter Storholt, thanks for joining us. And we'll talk to you next time on The Retirement Roadmap.